What's up, everyone? Welcome to Hotline League. It is great to be here with you tonight. Uh, we had our guest cancel 30 minutes before the start of the show, uh, and I messaged Raz, and he didn't reply. So if you see Raz show up in the chat, tell him to come get on the show. You gonna say? You gonna say what I said? In, our guest canceled. In, uh, I'll, I'll say it if you don't want to say it. What? Our guest canceled, and I replied, "Nothing of value was lost." That's toxic. That's toxic. It's it's hella toxic, and I'm trying to. If if they watch this episode, they can they can feel the the guilt trip yeah. or burn or whatever. Just see if they come back. Yes, cowards. Well, anyway, that's okay. It's only you, me, and Numi who knew who were the guests were because she didn't even tweet it out. So I should. That's the mistake I made. Is I got to tweet it out because then they're on the hook, and I failed to do that. So. That's I did. Um, I did look for the tweet a couple times and I didn't see it today. So I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Sure anyway, it's Hotline League. My constant co-host Mark Zimmerman is here. How's it going, Mark? Uh, it's going good. Got President's Day off for the most part. I had this. I record the blame game. Um, gave some notes on it. A piece of edit or something that's much less than my usual Monday, which involves like six hours of meetings in the dive. So I'll take this this version. Yeah, how does that work? Because then you guys have to compress the entire week into two days, right? Like the dive is going to come out the day before LCS starts? Yeah, I guess so. Well, uh, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, we, we, we did two-day turnarounds before, like last week, because the show started on Wednesday. So we had Monday to Wednesday, so now it's just Tuesday to Thursday. It's the same spacing, but it is, I agree, a bit weird. Well, how about you? What are you up to, big big dog? Took the swig. Nothing. I'm two episodes behind on Last of Us, but hopefully catching up tomorrow. It is not. It is not by my choice. Uh, I will say that Um, my Last of Us partner has been unavailable. Uh, But uh, what? Do you watch The Mandalorian? Yeah, I haven't seen the. I've been avoiding the previews for the next one. I'm a little worried about it because of Boba Fett. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Uh, I'm not watching that closely, but Ashley, like the rest of the world, is obsessed with Pedro Pascal and was like, I have to watch his whole filmography. When you say the rest of the world, I feel like you mean 50% of the world. I mean, yeah, I guess. You're right. You were going to try to say... No, it's more than 50%. It's definitely more than 50%. I get... Well, I guess, Yes. Slightly more than 50%. At, I haven't looked at the demographics, but like assuming equal amount of gay guys and gay women, and then there's bisexuals, which would then inflate it past. Yeah, 50%. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Can't forget the bias. Okay. Let's and just, you know, <laughs> men who are comfortable with their sexuality admitting that he's a daddy, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. So you're obsessed with it. So then you say Ashley is obsessed with him. Does that mean you're obsessed with him too? I'm not. I appreciate him, but I'm not. I'm not like I need to watch everything he's ever done. Okay, so then you're not, you're not fifty percent or you're not part of the fifty percent, fifty five, fifty. I guess I'm not quite plus. obsessed. I'm I'm appreciative. I guess it's more than anything. <laughs> All right, maybe we should move on. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, what else has been going on with you, Mark? What did you do for uh, your your President's Day? Nothing. I, I kind of said that already. I just did like a little bit of work, but mostly just sat on my ass. Um, nice. So here was the surprise before the show. I was telling you about. I don't know if you can hear, but I have like a tiny little lisp because I got my Smile Direct Club aligner sent to me. Not ah. sponsored, 
I would get sponsored if they wanted. Or you're so you're doing Go that. For it. I should mm-hmm. probably do it. I uh, well since since we're engaged and I was like I have like you know, some teeth that you're out of whack like pretty much everyone has. I was like you know what, I'm trying to get these puppies fixed up for the wedding. <laughs> how how long uh, do so, you have to wear them for? I forget. I think it's like a year. Uh, I think so you're like still a year months. out. No, no, no. From no, no, it's like three months. It's definitely not. Well, I guess if you only have slight misalignment, but I think for most people, it's like I think it depends. Yeah, I might like there's like some degrees. I think I'm in like the highest degree of like not that bad. There's just like specifically in the bottom row some puppies that need to get moved around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I'm doing that. I got I put them in Saturday, and uh, it's not that bad. My teeth don't hurt that much. It's not that annoying. The most annoying thing is eating. I want to I want to graze on things. And I just can't do that now. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do for the broadcast if I can't get like 100% my list taken care of myself. I, w- I won the magic draft yesterday, so that was pretty cool. That was a big that was a big moment for me. Second time I've done that, but feels good. I'm getting better. Crushing what do you news. win if you win the draft? Uh, four packs. Respect. Four packs of cards. We do prizing at the draft. And so yesterday we had a bunch of extra – we had – we had a lot of extra cards, so or extra packs, so I got four packs, which was pretty cool. And I pulled a – wait, let me make sure I say this right. Uh, Atraxia, uh, the Grand Unifier. I think it was Grand Unifier. It's the new one. It's the new one, Grand Unifier. I pulled her in Brian, the uh, – Fucking no. Why I pulled not? her – yes, she is. Um, Atraxa, not Atraxia. Atraxa. I pulled her in the um, – in the – Prize packs, so that was pretty cool. People in the I'm chat saying the addiction that we're live. Yeah, do um, that. can I make fun of vaguely the person who canceled by saying that like some information about the team that they're a part of? That would I don't. I mean, they were they were generally trying to be polite in their cancellation, so I feel like you know we should. Well, I can generally there. politely name drop their organization. Here, you keep talking. I have to open the window because I think Sam just turned on the uh, heater. Ooh, I got the heat going too. What do you guys got it set at? I'm at 73 right now. Oh, it's so it gets so hot in the room. Um, and so I turned the fan on. <laughs> Numi says, "Please don't name drop." Yeah, see, Numi knows who it is. Um, but yes, that's that's where we're at. It was someone from a team. I'll tell you that. Teams aren't committed to content. That's I'm back on that now. Mm-hmm. I'm back I mean, on that, that is the problem is that we now we keep doing this show on Monday, but Monday's no longer an off day because usually they would do Saturday, Sunday LCS, and then Monday would like be the hypothetical off day. Yeah. They weren't like doing extra scrims. But now Monday's just a work day for them. So it is harder to get pros yeah. on today. Well what what I was told was I'll read the message. I'll read the message. Where is it? Um Where is it? Why can't I find it? Ah, here we go. It was... uh, Looks like I won't make it tonight. We are really behind schedule hasn't... Or really behind schedule. Haven't started game two of second block yet. I'm also pretty sick. I'd be coughing a lot if I jumped in late. We'd be done done with scrims by 8.30 if I had to guess. Just started game two. So uh, that's where we're at. That's what happened. That's what it was. That's what that's what went down. You making so a tweet, my, my my tweet is um, Hotline League is live now. Had a guess they bailed. 
won't say who, won't say which team. We'll say they're top half of the league right now. We'll say they won't stay hot, top half of the league. Oh. <laughs> yeah, tweet it. That's fine. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Invert says very efficient scrim schedule. Yeah, you know what? They would actually be available if they didn't take two hours of extra time every time. Travis is against the new scrim format all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, it's because they take a two-hour break. I'm there with all the pros. Fuck that. All right. I mean, I guess we could go back to, like, 8 o'clock again. Or no. We we it used to be 8 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, I figured. You were then the I reason we moved it. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, blame Mark. Well, according to the, the science, we should be at noon today. Why don't we start doing them at noon I don't want to do that, dude. <laughs> but I appreciate the offer. All right. I can't uh, even do it not in, in these days anymore anyways. Let's what do we want to talk LCS, about? Yes, brother. Uh, so first, first round, round Robin done. is done. Yep, there's, that's a surprise. Um, that's a surprise. Is a surprise that it's done? You didn't think we'd make it here? <laughs> you thought the new schedule, <laughs> we'd end up three weeks in and they'd be then. like, yeah, guys, sorry. <laughs> it's not working out. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> We made it for the other first round robin, everybody. We ran the numbers. Not worth it. No second round robin incoming. Uh, okay. No, uh, I was uh, saying there's just some surprises in the rankings of the first round robin. I was, I was talking with Jad about it. I feel like this is maybe the most... I mean, it, it, it might correct. Who knows? But, like, just this snapshot might, might be the most incorrect based off preseason power rankings I feel like I've ever been almost. Yeah. By the way, um, shout out to Alienware for sponsoring the show. I don't want to forget that. Uh, but as we get True. yeah, so as we get into it, here's the standings for people that are listening. Uh, number one is FlyQuest. They're one game ahead of EG and C9, who are tied for second. TSM and Golden Guardians are in fourth, uh, with five wins, four losses. CLG and Hundred Thieves are tied for sixth. Team Liquid is in the sole possession of eighth place at three wins, six losses. Ninth is Immortals and tenth is Dignitas. Uh, some pretty big surprises here. I think mostly in TSM and Golden Guardians, uh, and I guess you could argue in Hundred Thieves and Team Liquid, depending on how. I think I think people would have just yeah. swapped those those two teams with each other if if you had been placing everybody. Uh, and the Hundred Thieves thing, the most surprising, I think. Well, Hundred Thieves and Golden Guardians, the most surprising uh, because they both collapsed and surged respectively at the end i i interviewed Stixay, yeah and i asked him and i said you know how do you you know are your games going so well like are you feeling really confident with all these wins and he's like well we struggle today against 100 thieves and i said are you concerned as a top team that you struggled against a bottom team i saw i was watching that interview just before this to make sure i was prepped i felt it um, i felt pretty good about it I thought that was a good one. It's it's a good question. Thank I you. would say that right now half the teams are in a surprising position. FlyQuest, Cloud9, EG are expected. CLG is expected, and Immortals is kind of expected, but the rest are not. I think TSM has more wins than I would have thought. Hundred Thieves looking a little shakier than I would have thought. Golden Guardians looking better. Uh, TL looking worse. Dig looking worse. You know. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think, think it just depends on when you say expected. Like from the start of the split, yes, but from two weeks in, I don't. I think people just lost all hope and dig. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, that's what I meant when I say preseason expectations. Yeah. I mean, I, I declared them dead, I think, in my week two blame game, and I'm like, I'm not covering this team anymore. 
Because yeah. otherwise, you're just like you're just punching down repeatedly, being like, "Yeah, that was a fuck up. Yep, that was wrong too." You know, like, right? It's not really analysis of any kind, right? So, uh, but so we've got round robin done. We had a couple different things. The broadcast I thought was pretty good this week. We had Super Week, and Cutie Cinderella came back. I think even better this time around. Uh, we had the drama with Sven that was overhyped like it was it was dead before it started and then it just continued to get beaten into the ground but we'll continue to beat it into the ground here we're gonna we're gonna beat it again uh stick say i will beat corpses no problem stick say one player of the week and has suddenly appeared as a good player uh with a going un, undying in the last five games and also five wins i think if he just avoids dying then golden guardians wins so if he just doesn't die at all for the rest of the split. Protect the president. Yeah, then they're good. Uh, uh, the final thing is Diplex bench. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Which is pretty spicy and surprising. Um, yeah. All right. Let Kobe on? Yeah, Kobe should guest. Uh, Kobe's busy tonight. Oh, he's in the I'm chat. And he busy. says, huh. Yeah. Which is strange. That is Sam, did you turn on the heater? Because, my God. It was at 69 before, and uh, I thought it was fine. <laughs> and now it's so hot. Uh, oh. King Monchi, thank you for the 10 gifted subs. It was at 66? I don't believe that. My In my, in my room, it's definitely like 77. I You can you want me to turn it off, you ask. Uh, you can leave it on if it's cold out there and you want to leave it on. I have my window open, but if it's... Getting hot for you, feel free to turn it off. That's what I would say. It's up to you. But I have the window open, so it's working out. Anyway. The person should just put on more clothes. That's the rule. Um, I think it's fine. I, had your, I have your back right now. I'm, I'm, I have your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying Kobe should bundle up. Anyway. Is that everything from this week? I think that's everything. Chat, are we missing I, anything? Yeah, chat, do we miss any of the headlines? Yeah, Kobe. Okay, I wasn't gonna say this, but he said in the chat, Kobe has a guest coming over uh, in a little bit, and so that's why I don't mind him turning on the heater, and that's also why he's not able to be on the show tonight. And that's also oh, why that I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start whispering halfway through the a, show a so that they don't bother is, them. Is, uh, a grandparent's coming over, and they're they're very cold, so you want to have it up higher for them. Yes, understandable. Yes. Uh, all right. Cat has their mind in the gutter as usual. Kobe's just loves talking to the jerry no no they're right he's bringing a girl over anyway all right let's talk about uh <laughs> i guess this is what i guess we're just down to talk about that shit now after cutie snake bite snake fight dude and- i missed part of that um and i thought it was so funny when i watched it again earlier today i was like oh my god she really just went for it Good on her. I lo- and it was great because I've never seen Fudge like on the back foot, and he was on the back foot there for a couple minutes. He was like trying to come yeah. up with like the snake Australia thing. I was like, that is fucking hilarious. It worked. It worked well. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to finding sneaky ways of bringing up snake fights in like game. If there's like two two champs really wrestling it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Was really good. I feel like also one of the things that I, I really appreciate about people who have like a bit of a shtick when they come in. Well, there's two things. One is like I don't think 
and this isn't a, a, a criticism of her, but like, I just think like, I don't know if every interview could become that, you know, like it would probably wear out its welcome. If every interview was like a really weird one like that. Yeah. Um, but when they happen, because they're different, they're so good. And she's, she's really good at navigating those kinds of situations. Um, like, I'm, I'm not saying I think we could on, on the broadcast do it quite as well as she does. Yeah, I don't like, think you want Jad asking Fudge if he has a hickey on his neck. But I, yeah. think, <laughs> I think when Cutie's coming in and it feels like she's off script, just doing whatever she wants, it's, it adds a, a level of levity that you're, lack, you're lacking in, in other situations. Yeah, Dude, exactly. imagine so you like, guys are on the teleprompter and Jad's like, Okay, I'm going to use the teleprompter and I'm going to blow this up. And Fudge, I'd like you to explain what this is. And he's just circling it on his neck. Yeah, I mean, like, there, there's a way we can do bits like that. We like we've done weird stuff before, but like, I think it's it's 100 in her wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that like we should copy her. It's just like when she's on, we let her do her thing. Um, and because she's on, I don't know how frequently it will be, but like because it's not like every single game when when she is on, it's like oh, time to learn. What ridiculous shit's about to happen now? Um, and I love that shit. I think it's really good. I think somebody asked me, a friend of mine asked me how often I thought that they should have her on. And I was like, oh, you know what? They should have her on. I think three times a split is good. You have her week one. You have her like middle of the week, super week. And then you have her uh, show up for the week, week nine or week eight, I guess. And then if she's around and wants to come to finals, you have her do something fun at finals. I think that's a good balance. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Uh, if you go more, I I don't know if it would happen, but I wonder about just like fatigue of of yeah. the bit. Like, I mean, I think the LCS like, has often done something cool and then just beat it into the ground. Um, how long yes, afterwards? I, I so. feel like yeah, <laughs> there are plenty of times where it's like that was great. Now do it again. You're like, yeah. um, no, it was like the doctor segment that Azale and I do. Like, oftentimes there are people pushing for us to do that, and like we're like. Ah, let's just like do one a split one because they're kind of mean honestly they are and i understand that they're kind of punching down at people um and two like they're they're funny when they happen and i don't want to like ever overuse a bit it's one of my, the biggest things I, I try to avoid doing is reusing jokes if possible yeah yeah uh so i thought that was good um any other big i guess the last thing we can do is we can talk about if there were any really interesting upsets i mean i thought it was really fun that golden guardians and hundred thieves uh, match went down the way it did because I think a lot of people would have thought that would be a snoozer and then that was how we ended the weekend. Uh, there was TSM beating FlyQuest, which is obviously probably the biggest mm. upset of the week. Um, and then I th looking at the Courage schedule. Courage showed up. Whippo showed up. We had guests all three days, actually, though. Obviously, Cutie stole the show. I had moved on, on to the, the games, day. Mark. Sorry. Sorry. You weren't is, paying attention. Is LCS really about chat. gameplay, though? To be uh, that's a fair is point. Is there anything to talk about? Not anymore. You guys didn't even talk about the uh, TSM upset, so clearly oh, it's not we about did, We did a two-minute interview. How dare you? <laughs> do you want to talk I, about that? I, yeah, I, I can talk about that a little bit. Should we do uh, it now, or do you want to wait for a caller to see if a caller brings it up? I, I haven't checked Discord. Maybe there's a caller, but I'm too lazy to look for it. Okay. And, and I don't think it's just like a sexy thing to debate. It's like... Um, shocker most games nowadays don't have post games unless it's like one of those vod review segments with a pro um and our because we rely on more pre-taped content 
um, if you start shifting things around, it becomes a big question mark of timing and where things go because it is more structured right now versus just like pre and post and we do whatever we want. That said, I think all of us in the retro agreed that it felt weird to do just a quick interview with them and then toss to break. Um, and it's something that I think we do want to give more time for really big upsets when they happen or like just even from the perspective of like, hey, FlyQuest finally lost. Um, as well as TSM be, being the ones to beat them, like it, it should have more time. But like, uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, um, I was talking to you, Travis, and I, I have gotten some some other numbers now that I am just gonna throw out there. Go. Uh, viewer retention during breaks is way way up, way way up, uh, relative to the amount that the dip was before. It's not like viewership grows in the break or anything, but like. Normally, there was an X percent dip when game ended into interview, into commercial break, into like four analysts sitting down. We talk about the game, some assets roll, like lower third stats or full screen stats or a B-roll package. Um, and since we have shifted to be a lot more pre-tape content, a lot of higher engagement content, lo and behold, the retention rate of viewers has gone up pretty significantly this split. Um, and since we are getting positive sentiment, both on Reddit and feedback sites, as well as the data to back up that this is the right direction to go in, um, I never feel too bad that like we've shortchanged a, a post-game segment because um, those don't do well. Like TSM fans would be very happy, of course, or any X, X fan of any team that wins a game is happy to hear about their team. Um, but generally speaking, the broadcast is served better um, with this kind of content. That said, like we said, there there are exceptions, and I think TSM beating FlyQuest there should have been one of those exceptions. Yeah, I think it's also just one thing I noticed over the weekend, especially with that segment, was you guys need to hide that something's pre-taped a little better because whenever you have Raz do the interview and then he throws back to the desk and Raz is sitting at or sitting in the chair, and it's like, all right, either Raz teleported magically within the two-second slate or this is a pre-taped segment. That feels that feels weird to me. Eh, who cares? I do. Viewers don't. How do you know? Because the data shows that they don't care. We, we have never tried to hide when things are live or not. Plenty of things are pre-taped. Um, someone said, was this sentiment analysis done or is it anecdotal? Yeah, that's what I was talking about, the, the, the data. We, we've looked both at Reddit and actual viewer retention rates and stuff like that. Look, El, El Tigra uh, says, um, yes, we do care, Mark. Who? So there you go. In the chat. One of the viewers said, we do care. We do care? That's what El Tigris is. Don't care. Most people don't care. See, seems like it's overwhelming. So, oh, see? S SMT Tiger or SMT M4, whatever. Either way, uh, Kobe says he doesn't care. He's really no, just I think, chilling I think there's here waiting times for... Where tosses are bad or transitions are bad. But having a bad, like a, a not good transition is not the same thing as being like, oh, because this was pre-taped, it felt not good. Um, like Vikla and Prince teach us swear words is like clearly pre-taped. Um, I think that's what we went to afterwards or something. I can't remember the, the, the show order or whatever, but, um, yeah, it's just something that like, if you do it well, no one cares. If you do it poorly, it, it feels awkward. Um, I, I can agree with that a little bit, but I think masking, if it's a pre-tape or not, has pretty minimal returns and can alter the way that you have to shoot the content. Versus just being like, yep, it's pre-taped and edited. We don't give a shit. You're going to like it more this way because we can do things by not pretending it's live. All right. Let's get into calls. 
Have you pulled any? Oh, you haven't even pulled anyone to the waiting room while we've been jibber jabbering. Well, no, I've been busy talking. Where is the LCS even getting this data? Because the show is so much worse. Well, guess what? Um, people disagree with you. <laughs> where do where do we get this data? It's all over the internet. In fact, you could probably look it up yourself online. I don't think Let's the get some calls. I, I don't think the show is worse, uh, Mark. Just so you know. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'll, sla I'll, I'll buy you dinner tomorrow as a thank you. Really? No. We, oh. Well, I'm busy tomorrow because all my meetings got pushed. Maybe Wednesday. Maybe I'll take you on a lunch date for Wednesday. Oh, wait. But you said dinner. I want dinner. It's romantic. No, no, no. Never dinner. Oh, look. It's Anero in the chat. Hello, Anero. Oh, glad look. You could, glad you could make it, buddy. Pal. Uh Thank you for the sub. All right, I'm just slamming, slamming callers in the waiting room. Should I just get one now? Yeah, sure. Off Mark goes to grab a caller. Thank you to Darth Nomi, Prostar, Damon Valkyrie, Ragdor Cass, Robert Bruce, John Zoidberg, PhD, uh, Numi Goes Rar, and Scaff. Pull Blue Jay, but he's taking a second to get ready just so we have someone. Uh, he'll oh, say when he's back. Here we go. Um, Someone says, but viewership is down or isn't viewership worse? Yes, um, but I don't know if you noticed, uh, but there were some other big changes other than broadcast content that happened. You might have missed the little kerfuffle. It was just a small kerfuffle that happened in the offseason regarding uh, leaving the weekdays or leaving the weekends for weekdays as well as time changes to 2 p.m., which is not great for European viewers, which is a non-negligible portion of the audience. Or we could have done it at noon, which is not great for NA viewers, which is, again, a non-negligible portion of the audience. There is potential problems. All right, all right, Mark, off the soapbox. Blue Jay, are you here yet? I am here. Okay, where I are you calling from? To get back. I was filling. It's called good podcasting, you bum. Where are you calling from, Blue Jay? Ontario, Canada. How you guys doing? Ontario, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is that the Golden Guardians and Dignitas trade for River last year seems to be a little bit forgotten, but is a big part of Operation FU that Golden Guardians did. And um, I think that they're obviously proving they're way better than the eighth place that we all had them at. And I think that Golden Guardians can take it a step further and prove they are a top team if they go at least six and three in the second half, but they have to take one win off of either Fly, Cloud9, or Evil Geniuses. So... They, you you think there's a chance they could go six and three? Yeah, I, I I saw some people saying like they think they're already a top team. I think there needs to be a little bit more proof of that first because I mean they started off the year '04 because they're playing all the good teams, and while I definitely think they're playing great right now and they're you know five game win streak, I think they look awesome. I think there's just a little bit more to prove before we put them as a, a top team. I mean, I definitely agree with that. Even now, they might, depending on how you, you count, they might be a, a fifth-place team, which is middle of the pack. Um, and someone in the live chat also says they didn't have their entire roster to start with, which is also a very fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point, but some of these other teams didn't either, right? Yep. So, um, is Golden Guardians a top... Is Golden Guardians a top team, Mark? And how much of it is River? No. Wait, I just wanted to say that I just wanted to give credit to the, the trade because it did not work out at all last year, but getting him on the team and building around the river a little bit more was a good call. Um, I didn't know this was going to be predictive of, of me to slam Golden Guardians for being fraudulent. Well, yeah, I 
think the trade is, is really needs to be highlighted here because I don't know if we're talking if Gory's even here if like Pride Stalker is still their jungler as well. Yeah, I I am happy with the river trade. I think that was a really good pickup. I was very surprised in the offseason that they did not make more changes. Um, and if anything, I've been proven fairly wrong about them keeping Stixay. Not that I ever came out and was like, oh, but I was just not – that felt like a strange move to me because Stixay had obviously gone to coaching. He had not been, I would say, a standout AD carry for the years beforehand. Now he comes back, and you're like, what is going on here? Um Especially in a year where you've got like Prince entering the league and Double If coming back and all that stuff, it was just like this is strange. Um, but then obviously he's looked phenomenal these last five games. So I I don't know. It's really hard to say. I mean, I'm still fairly skeptical because this kind of reminds me of the old like dig mirages that would occur in the first half or maybe in the middle part of the split where you would suddenly have a team. You'd have Dig suddenly pop off and go on a win streak, and then like it would just collapse. And so I'm a little skeptical, but I think next week – who do they play next week? Let me look. I think uh, next week will be very interesting. Uh, they play EG Cloud9 Cloud Nine and EG. Yeah, so like I think – well, I shouldn't say next week. I guess this week. Uh, this week they will play Cloud9 and EG, and if they can win one of those games, I think I'm – I'm feeling a lot more confident in their chances. And if they win both, that's, then my God. That's the only thing that's keeping me from believing in Golden Guardians quite yet. A couple times over the history of this team and org, they have had these moments where it's like, whoa, maybe they're kind of legitimate. Um, I think there was twice. There was the 2021, right? Or was it 2020 summer? Uh, yeah, 2020 where they, they summer. Where they, they beat they, TSM in the... Yeah, they beat TSM in the winner's side, then they dropped down, they lost, and it's like, eh, they didn't, it's like CLG from last year. It's like, yes, you proved us wrong, but you didn't quite break into, like, the really good team tier. Um, and right now, beating 100 Thieves, I think, was one of those really, really big wins. But, like, 100 Thieves, I called them, half-jokingly, 100 Frauds, because if you look at their wins, they almost have none over other top teams as well. Uh, they lost to C9, they beat Immortals, they beat Dig, they beat TSM, they beat Team Liquid, but they've lost to Fly, EG, um, and now Golden Guardians as well. So none of the like three really good teams in the league they've beaten. Um, TSM is is kind of good, and like so is Golden Guardians. They're all kind of in this tier of like the, the middle pack teams, kind of. Um, so I don't want to say like 100 Thieves is not good or can't get better, but like, um, you know, there's, there's two 72 teams and eight and one team. If Golden Guardians can take a win down versus one of them, it's like, holy shit, they are like, really good at that um and counterpoint I, mark they have well, had well, good runs before they've never been five and oh before no but i don't think uh having the weakest schedule after front loading your schedule with four of the hard games actually means anything like it's true that they've never ripped, ripped off five wins in a row before because they've usually been worse than this so it's harder but it's also true that the schedule uh did lend itself quite well for a zero four start into a five oh finish um but like I said, the win over 100 Thieves was actually impressive. Even if they finished at 4 and 5, I would have been pretty happy with this team. The fact that they beat 100 Thieves makes me feel a lot better. Um, that it's not just 100% schedule. That they are legitimately good. Yeah. 
I also want to add on that I think their biggest weakness is definitely in the top lane, and if they are to beat either FlyQuest, Cloud9, or EG, those are top laners that I think will absolutely dump on Licorice, no offense to Licorice. Hmm. That's Ink, a... Impact, Fudge, and uh, who am I missing? Impact, Fudge, oh, someday. And... Oh, yeah. Someday. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that's fair. Mark, are you okay? You look distressed. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm fine. I'm... I said my piece. What, what do you want me to say? Thank you so much, Blue Jay, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh, nothing to shout out this week. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, have a good one. Bye-bye. Off Blue Jay goes. Mark grabbing the next caller. Thank you to the Noblet Avura Love, Lovix. Is that how you say it? Iovix? Uh, Maximus Payne Plutonic Poltergeist. All right. Double G is here. Double G, where are you calling from? Uh, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so my topic is that I think that Cloud9 putting in Eminus will make them favorites to win the split. I think that they will be able to uh, overcome FlyQuest and EG. And I think that with Cloud9 having the best top and jungle in the league and the second best bot lane in the league that they're shoring up their weakest piece with putting in Eminus over Diplex. And this is coming from someone that has defended Diplex who did very, very well outside of lane. But I think they're shoring up their weakest piece and that they had very close games with EG and FlyQuest in the early games. Cloud9's weakest point right now has been that early game piece, and putting in someone that is going to do better in the early game will make them uh, much stronger in the long term and give them the ability to challenge these top teams and ideally make them competitive and favorites to win the split. So first off, is it really pronounced Eminus? Yes. Okay. Because I haven't known how to pronounce it for some time. Me neither. So Honestly, me neither. I was hoping it was correct when I came out here. e me Yeah. M&M's. Do you hear, do you hear M&M's or canceled? m It's cr- crazy. Uh, okay. No right more now. sexy boot M&M's. We're not Bad times. So I know m <laughs> has been popping off in, what do they call it now? Pioneer League. Um, but I... <laughs> Uh, They've changed the name every two years. Uh, It's called the Pepper League. Yeah. No, no, no. The called the Garlic Garlic Powder League. Yeah. They anyway. So I know he's been popping off there, Uh, and so people are interested. Before we get to Eminus in particular, Mark, what was your take on Diplex over the past four weeks? I will say spoilers. It's what I'm talking about in the playing game a little bit. and a lot of people just chimed in on this topic as a whole. Uh, Numi had a take as well that C9 putting Eminez in over Diplex shows that the Academy system works in the sense that they believe that it proved talent, that Eminez is good enough to, like, they feel like it is properly evaluating talent. And then Treethan also had the opposite take of this one, uh, basically saying that this is the worst decision um, for C9. It's going to result in them having a losing record and they're going to explode. So. This, as a whole, is just a really spicy topic. Um, I just want to shout out other people because we're probably not going to pull all of them, you know, but I sure. want to just talk about everyone doing this. I think this is 
riskier than people immediately think um, to Shreethan's point. But ultimately, I respect it because you asked about Diplex. I think he was not problematic, but also not really helping um, in a tangible way, at least from what I can see from the outside. Who knows? Maybe his comms were insane. Um, but he had like the lowest 4%, the lowest jungle proximity, um, lowest one of the lowest kill participations, a really low kills and assists at 15, basically meaning how many kill, kills he's a part of pre-15 minutes. It kind of felt like they just avoided him, and he had a lot of the worst laning stats. So like, it felt like they just ignored him for the most part, and he took uh, more team-oriented picks like Gallium and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you just you just sit there while our bot and top lanes win, and Blabber does his thing, um, and then in team fights you can help. And his his KDA is actually the highest of mid laners in the league because he's not so bad that he becomes a problem, um, and like he ins them team fights. Whereas I think other other players in the league have had more problems in team fights, like Harry, for example. Um, but he's also not doing anything really in the early game and his team fighting isn't that great like when i watch it it's not like it's like oh well he's weak in lane but he's an insane team fighter like or playmaker like an expect expect he had weak laning but he was actually really good in other situations i don't really think he has an upside um and so i just haven't been super impressed by him uh and i think they could have potentially won the split with him honestly that he's like not bad if if you know FlyQuest regresses or starts struggling or something um you know, it basically feels like a three-horse race right now between them, EG, and FlyQuest. We'll see if any of these other teams can rally. But, like, you know, assuming that's your competition, there's a world where they could have won with Diplex. But I think you're, you're taking a lot of risks um, because you do have this ceiling, it feels like, on him. Yeah, I mean, I think it will be very interesting because performing really well in the Pepper League is not the same as the LCS where he's going to face significantly more challenge. And... You know, I feel like C9 had a pretty good thing going for them up until now. Um, and maybe you're like, okay, well, if our plan is to win and we can't beat FlyQuest, then we can't win, so we got to make a change, then that makes sense. But, like, it's going to be rough if they, like, go in. Who do, okay, who, who, do they, who do they play this week? They play Golden Guardians, which we just talked about. That's a that's a big make. Oh, God, the world beaters. Golden Guardians, watch out, Eminez. Well, Gory's going to slap your ass. He's not in the academy no more. It's Thursday, and so it's the first first uh, game that either of these will play this week. And I feel like that game is really significant but for both teams in a way, right? Could Golden Guardians, are they frauds like Mark believes who only beat bottom tier teams? Uh and their 5-0 and is actually not uh, that impressive. Oh, no, they're going to beat Cloud9 with Eminem coming in for the first game, and then I'm going to have to lie and be like, see, it's not impressive because Eminem just subbed in. Yeah. And I'll have to keep putting Golden Guardians down. Or will Cloud9 like show that this was this was a good decision by, by ending the win streak of Golden Guardians? So we will, we will find out this True Thursday, based. folks. Uh, one thing I'll say about the Eminos thing, um, you were talking a little bit about like, well, it is the academy scene. True, but he is absolutely gape, gapping, well, probably more gaping than gapping in this situation, the um, the rest of the, the Salt League. Um, he is like a billion solo kills through his games, like way above average, number one in basically every laning stat you can imagine. He is disgustingly like good for that. Uh, ecosystem clearly clearly insane um and so i think moving him up 
is like this kind of like, okay, we could maybe win the split with Diplex or like maybe make MSI because it takes two teams now. Like we can make finals, who knows? But you're going to get trashed probably at international competition by the mid laners from the rest of the world, even Europe included, um, with the level we've seen out of Diplex. And this is like kind of rolling the dice on like if this does work, then you have all these things. I understand the concern from fans because even did you watch the Cloud9 offseason video? Travis? If I did, it was a long time ago now. They kind of would like jokingly, but not really address some of the rumors around him. They're like, oh yeah, there's some scrim rumors about Diplex where he's run it down in scrims, run it down on stage before. He stays out late. He's a bit of a partier, like drink no, wait, a lot. I, think, <laughs> like, I think you gotta I think you gotta talk about it a little bit more because it was basically like Eminus failed his first interview and they like threw it to Blabber. Blabber did like a one-on-one interview with Eminus, and he came back to Jack and he was like, "This is someone that we need to have in our org." Like the the Eminus interview that he had with Blabber, like yeah. was the only reason why he came into the org. I think that that's also pretty. And pretty to to be fair, the 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 initial interview seemed to go poorly because he was letting his like agent kind of talk for him or something like it wasn't necessarily like Eminem was like fuck you guys I'm too good for you and then like Blabber talked to him later it seemed like I don't know just miscommunication in the first interview and then him and Blabber set up a one on one and talked more uh, but to your point yeah it was like he did have to kind of win them over um, and in that video the rumors are like not <laughs> like you know like those are the ones that they're publicly addressing somewhat you know they kind of just laughed him off and didn't comment on them but like. He's been through eight teams in, in four years since 2019. Like, it's legitimate issues of, you know, toxicity within team environments. And, like, I'm a cynical person. I think it's really hard to change. I love the first Law trilogy for a reason. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I, I would be shocked if he is, like, he'll be on good behavior probably for a little bit, you know, with, like, honeymoon phase and wanting to prove himself and stuff. But, like, it is a risk that, like, you know, knowing the, the history that he's had... Um, now, the good thing, like you just alluded to, Double G, was the fact that him and Blabber do seem to have um, a good good communication, at least. Like, the fact that Blabber was kind of enamored with him and was like, yo, we should really sign this kid. Um, and Blabber does love to play around mid lane. A lot of his best plays are through mid-jungle 2v2s, which he just does not have with Diplex right now. So I assume that this um, transition from... Uh, Diplex to MNS is kind of brought on by the players themselves. There's not been a ton of favorable interviews around Diplex. They're always kind of like, yeah, his laning's not great, but he's a good guy, I guess. Um, so I, I feel like there's a lot going on behind the scenes of the team wanting someone a little bit more explosive in mid lane, but that does shift how they play the game. Like, Blabber's jungle proximity around mid is going to go up. He's not going to be playing quite as much around bot and top if you're going to start getting more resources around mid lane and have someone going for solo kills and making plays. Um, so I, I think this is a, a pretty radical change to, to try on a 7-2 team, but I, I, I respect it, but I'm scared for it for all those reasons. Well, yeah, I my blame game. There you go. I, I largely agree. I hope that after this next week, we see how Eminus does. I hope we can get a better insight into how the team performs because, like I said in my intro, I think Fudge is the best top laner in the league. I think Berserker honestly goes toe-to-toe with Prince. And you had sort of a role player in mid, and now you're sort of trying to throw in a very explosive mid laner. And I don't know how that's going to work. So it'll be interesting. But I think if Eminus works out, 
Diplex laning and early game was a huge liability for Cloud9, and I I think that if it works out, Cloud9 should be the favorites uh, with arguably the best players in every lane after that. So that's my hot take, my spicy take. Very good. Thank you so much, Double G, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh, shout out to Cutie Cinderella. I think... She got a little too much flack from the first time she was on uh, the LCS, but she knocked it out of the park. Travis, you had a 10 out of 10 interview with her. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I love that interview, and I, I really hope that she can come back, do some more cake decorating for playoffs and finals, but uh, I loved her on the stream. I hope she comes back, and yeah, that's it. Thank you guys very much. Very good. Thanks so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. All right. Uh, I think we have time for one more call before we take a break. So Mark is off to go grab the next caller. Uh, St. Louis Slayer, 24, thank you for the 56 months. King Manchi, thank you for the 10. Sherman, thank you for 43. T-Bone for one year. Anero at 61 months. Ventus, 58. LO Globus, two years. Wow, a bunch of you guys coming in with big numbers today. Kanoke, Kethius, Jimmy Bowdown, and Morigami. Thank you, everybody, for the subs. Mark should be back here in just a second with our next caller. And then we won't be getting into it. Oh, here we go. The Spleen is here. The Spleen, where are you calling from? Uh, just outside of Sacramento. Just outside of Sacramento. I'm sorry that you have to live outside of Sacramento. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I've been watching League for a really long time, and I've kind of come to the conclusion that if I could look at a game of League of Legends and know what was happening, I wouldn't have been silver and gold since season two. Uh, and so the casters and all the death segments and stuff, like that's what really, really attracts me to the game. And like the drama and hearing all the storylines things. And with the new hours, uh, I'm a high school teacher out here in California. So my work day and commute all happen when the games are happening. And it is basically impossible to go back and just watch the full day of LCS. Uh, the They do have VODs on LOL Esports, but they're like clipped weirdly where the post game from the game before will be the start of one VOD, but you're timestamped partway through and all of the like, you know, um, LOL event VODs and like all these other things are just clipping it down to the games. And like, it's just actually really, really hard to watch a full day of League of Legends unless you're watching it live. And uh, yeah, that's kind of my... Are VODs not available right on Twitch? They are. So I, I did want to pull this take just to give a PSA. If you want, there, there's always just the VODs on, on Twitch. That's what I actually do after a show day uh, for any content that I miss because I'm often pre-recording other things and I'm busy. I always rewatch the, the basically the full show at 2x speed on Twitch so VODs. So problem with Twitch VODs is Twitch's player is like Donkey Doodoo, -doo, and my just outside of Sacramento internet is uh, I'm literally on cell service, and I can watch YouTube VODs. It is genuinely challenging for me to watch Twitch content. It's actually why I almost exclusively watch this show on the YouTube VOD, because I'm lucky if I can watch Twitch content. Huh. 
I had not really thought of or heard of this issue before. Um, I mean, I think it's unfortunate because you are kind of probably in a, the minority of people who aren't able to like watch the Twitch VOD. Even if you try to like let it buffer, it doesn't go through. Eventually, and with stops and really degraded quality. But I also know that the YouTube VODs do exist on the thing. They're just unlisted because every day in the middle of class, I uh, might open my personal laptop to copy the URL for them. Oh, <laughs> so that's what you do? Yes, I literally will copy the URL from the stream and rewatch it later. Okay, so then you have a solution. I do, but I don't know. I guess I just feel like the official website should have, like, all this time is spent into these pre-recorded pieces, and they get bled out over the course of which I guess is a marketing strategy, right? Like, you want to keep people engaged throughout the week, but I don't know. Like, they really want you to use lolesports.com, right? We have, like, the do they? drops and stuff through it. Like, in theory, we're being incentivized to use that platform. And again, in theory, I, I realize this may not be enticing for everybody, but I just mean me. <laughs> they don't put very much effort into lolesports.com. And like, that's obviously, you know, we don't need to go down that path because we've talked about it probably 500 times on the show, but it's just a bad website. So I'm not suggesting that they, they don't want you to go there, but I... I just don't. I it's not. I don't feel like they're putting much. It's not like they are putting much effort into building this into a system that works. So I'm not surprised that it does not work for you when you need to do this. Um, yeah. Okay. I okay. If the take here, I I think a fair way of thinking about this is, Riot is spending a significant amount of time leveling up the full show from start to finish, while also. Uh, creating a method or by, while also moving it to days where it's very difficult to watch it for start to finish for a lot of people in the home market. Yet they do not seem to support a very efficient or logical or reasonable way of watching the whole show start to finish. And I think that that is a fair frustration. I just wonder what the solution is. So like explain what would you like to see from them? I mean, maybe just don't unlist your YouTube VOD that you don't delete either. Because, like, I can go back and watch weeks because I happen to think and right-click URL for the stream. But just let me see those so I can literally just watch the whole day. Like, that's, you know, games happen on a Friday. If it's too late, I'll just watch that on Saturday while I'm grading or doing whatever. Um, I realize, again, that's a very me problem, but... Yeah, I just think it might look uh, really just, weird to like go to the YouTube channel and see a shit ton of like nine hour long videos, you know? Sure, yeah. but there's playlists or a feature. I don't know. You you can do unlisted and then stick them in a playlist, which I think is probably the right call. Because you're you are not the average viewer. And so like Absolutely. Um well so like on the one hand, I don't think that like the, the YouTube page should be reflective of your tendencies but you seem like a competent enough person and i assume anyone like you is competent enough to go okay uh they have this playlist of everything that i can go find and it's the full vods um and i can go find that on youtube even though those are unlisted you can still stick them in a playlist um as far as i'm aware so that makes sense to me so that way it's not clogging your your like the the thing like travis is talking about um but also it exists somewhere for someone like you 
it seems yep. doable. So, um, so I wonder. It might be something that I can try and suggest internally and just see because I don't I don't think it's that hard to do. Mark can suggest it. I think the other thing is uh, the LCS has their official Discord now that they support, and it wouldn't be a bad idea. I know that they they try to be fairly active in there. So I I mean they have like a section called feedback. I don't know if anybody's reading it or not, but it looks like there's some right people that are replying in there. So I would uh, it's pretty active. Consider I think, or at least like somewhat. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, literally the head broadcast producer is in there, right? And the commissioner and all sorts of folks. So you you can probably just at these people. Um, uh, the other thing I'll say is I'm pretty sure this uh, website, the event VODs thing, does have uh, all the games and, like, the segments before and after them. Uh, the only thing you might be missing is waiting room. Um, yeah, like yeah. that, is, and that's one of my favorite parts of the show. Like, unironically, one of my favorite parts of the show is like trying Who to clip you? together all these vods and like piece together. Okay, they just referenced this thing. Did I did I watch that part in this earlier vod? Like, it, it's yes, I can technically watch the full day of LCS. Yes, they do include these segments in their vods, but they are chopped up in the in really weird ways because you know like part of a segment will be exiting one game and introing the other so like which you know which of the vods do you attach that to and it's just like i don't know i guess just please yeah, no, more I, access I, to the content <laughs> i i agree it's not optimal to have to do that and it does seem like there's a easy solution for you so hey yep. thank you so much other, oh go ahead mark oh no you can say goodbye before i, I tangent for a second okay Thank you so much, Spleen, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Um, Travis and uh, Industries sponsors, please uh, continue to, to fund this guy. Great content. Um, and uh, I don't know. Let's crush some keys, my Mythic Plus team. Woo. That's all I got. Thanks so much, Spleen. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Yeah. This guy's doing um, Mythic Pluses on cell phone internet. That's uh, that's rough. Uh, all right. Oh god, best cycles aren't great, or whatever you say. What? No, I was just, I was just gonna comment uh, on like the fact that he is a um, downtime content enjoyer, the filler content enjoyer. Since they were we were just talking about them and their mythical status, and then that's why I was distracted in the first calls. I was still arguing with Twitch chat about how data is done um, because there was a, a potential raise that. Oh, it's just a change in viewership habits, and the content hasn't gotten any better. Um, and it's just like people That's are very AFK strange. at work. Yeah, the, the argument being like, oh, they're AFK at work now, so they're not tabbing out or something. But again, you can kind of account for uh, active viewers as uh, like muted audio and stuff. And then people were also just saying like, you know, other viewership changes could have like viewer changes could have happened in terms of just consumability. It has nothing to do with content. Um, one that delta of the numbers like the raw numbers it would be really hard to imagine that such a large portion of the viewer base has just radically changed how it views league of legends content just because the day hour change it's possible but the raw delta is just like a little extreme to think it's just that and not that the content is connecting more with people which again seems to be reflected in sentiment as well though i know not everyone it is more divisive um and there's there's ways you can look at this data and see that it's probably not viewership pattern changes. Um, 
because I, like this is maybe tipping my hand too much without having all the things available. But let's just say there's like a very standard way the graph exists between like game end breaks, when things drop, how much they drop, and these kinds of things. Um, yeah, there's there's ways you can kind of figure it out and tell what's kind of happening. Um, and the reality is is like the content is just more engaging now than coming to analyst desk talking. Uh, that that seems to be the case. We're gonna and, take a quick uh, break. I don't want to talk about Alienware, because Mark's been going on for too He's arguing too much with Twitch chat about this stuff. You know? Man needs to calm down. That's me. Shout out to Alienware for sponsoring Hotline League. Really appreciate everything that they do. Uh, please, 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 please go purchase products from Alienware.com slash Travis. Uh, if you are in the market for a computer, a monitor, uh, accessories, etc., go look at the reviews, because the reviews are great. Um, especially for, I, I can't wait. I don't, I think it's not out yet, but I know that they have another X14 in coming soon that they announced at CES and I cannot wait for that baby to drop. Um, I absolutely love my first X14 and it is, it's my favorite laptop I pro I've probably ever had, which I never thought that I would say about a, um, about a smaller gaming laptop, but it's just so fun. Uh, I'll play lately. I've been playing MTG arena just from bed and it's just, it's, it's a, it's a nice little machine play, uh, uh, Nikkei on there as well. It's pretty fun. They now have a PC version of their game. It's been good. So anyway, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Again, please purchase through Alienware.com slash Travis. If you are going to purchase, because that actually helps, uh, make sure that, that some of that uh, revenue comes back to TGI. And boy, golly gee, do we need it this year because uh, times are tough, friends. Anyway, thank you so much to Alienware, and we'll catch you uh, next time with another Alienware shout-out next episode. Hell yeah, we will. Mark, you want to grab the next caller? Thank you to Pete Monster and Odd Growth for the subs. Very nice of you. Uh, XX Ayla says, yeah, they have objectively the best monitors. There you go. Boom. And they did actually come up with a new uh, version of Command Center, which you can look into, Grams, if you want. Mark is back with Ezra Smiles. Ezra Smiles, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Hi, I'm calling from around Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. What do you want to talk about? Um, so my take is TSM has proven that they're a top half of the league team and will go on to end regular season at at least 10 and 8 and then move on to the LCS finals through the playoff bracket. 10 and 8. Okay, what are their standings right now? They are 5 and, and four. 4. Yeah, after the So first you just half think they're going to replicate what they did in the first half? So I'm saying at least they're going to replicate what they had in the first half. Um, they've had a really a couple of really good games against the top teams, and of course they're the only uh, FlyQuest loss. Um, and they've uh, they just look like they've been improving throughout the split. So um, even their first week, their two and a week, um, we saw, and and a lot of the cast was talking about that they had really good mid to late game team fighting and macro, and um, and I think TSM has really improved their early game while while maintaining that uh, good mid to late game team fighting and macro. Yep. All right. I, man, TSM is, I, it's, I'm trying to decide who I am 
Morris Skeptico of TSM or Golden Guardians? Uh, I was waiting. This is why I love this topic. Travis hates TSM. Let it be known. Post it on the subreddit. Dunk. Get upset. Look at this guy. He hates you. He hates your team. Look how unhinged he is. Look how mad he is. He's frothing at the mouth that he has to find a way to talk bad about you. You fucked you. No, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I do not hate TSM. I am just... Like, both them and Goldie Guardians doing this well is a head-scratcher to me. That is, like, the biggest thing. It's like, I have been scratching my head about both of these teams doing so well. They, the, the league was supposed to be very competitive, and neither of these teams were supposed to have made moves that kept them as competitive as they have been. And so I struggle to figure out, you know, is it that these guys are good, or is it just everybody else is, like, not good finishing the assignment correctly yeah i mean like clg 100 thieves and team liquid what are you guys doing when you're letting tsm and golden guardians clobber you in in travis's mind like tsm is like a c C tier like a c getting a c in class but the whole class is getting a c so they're getting like bell curved up yeah like there's an adjustment by the professor and suddenly it's like they're a b plus team and travis is like no you're not what the hell's going on here everyone else is failing too exactly exactly I would I would love to just speak a little bit on that too. It's yeah, go that, for it. You know, well, yeah. So like a lot a lot of people have been watching and saying like this league just looks overall better. That Prince looks like the already ahead of the time MVP best player in the league, and you know, and and that there's tons of good team and the like skill level of this league is better than it's been in a in a while or in a long time. So I I feel like it's just very um very like discrediting teams like Golden Guardians and especially TSM and you know TSM got a lot of hate in the past year and you know, two years. So it, I, I feel like it's more discrediting them than saying like, or by saying like, oh, the entire league is just trash. The entire league is just messing up. And this is why I, you know, I, as a TSM fan, I, it, it's, it's like a lot of people are discrediting how well they're doing just because of, uh, yeah, just by them being good, I guess. Yes. But they have a lot of like, I think there's a reason for that, which is that people look at their rosters and feel like they should not be putting up the results that they are, both for GG and TSM. Um, and I, that's why, that is why where this comes from, I think, is people power rank them low, and then now they're succeeding, and it's like, well, why? And that's why I'm going to turn to Mark right now so he can explain. Mark, what? why is this team doing so well? <laughs> uh, I mean, so- the FlyQuest win was draft diff, right? The FlyQuest win was sort of draft diff. Like, uh, they definitely inked it a little bit where they have just all physical damage with the Jace mid. Two of their wins are against Jace mid. They're somehow mind-controlling people to go all physical against them because CLG did the same thing too. And it's like, you're doing this into a team that wants to fight front to back with, like, Solo on a fat-ass tank. And, like, I don't know. Uh, So I will say the draft diffs are not mind control 100%, though. I go back to my pre- my preseason power ranking video. I said this team's identity is going to be like mostly scaling and going late game. And I think in a world where the LCS is like full of teams that are not super clean in mid to late game, you know, if TSM can, they they did fix their early game. They had a really bad early game in week one, week two, which is why I was not very confident. Then they went zero two, and I was like, see, this team's not actually that good. But then since then, they they've kind of stabilized their early game. I think Bowie's done a very good job of that. Um, and then they just basically tank or take 
like better scaling when they can against their opponents and and usually come out ahead. I will say they don't always have better scaling. Like they, they do it in clever ways. Like uh, if you look at the, just the five champs on the side of FlyQuest, you'd be like, FlyQuest has better scaling. Um, but they just had really bad damage profiles. So like they could outscale for TSM again. So they are doing it in intelligent ways. Uh, I think they have enough depth in their champ pools that when people try and like go for the obvious bans against them, like I said this on broadcast, Raz was like, you shouldn't ban Orn against Solo. And I was like, yeah, you should. That's his best champ. And then he just plays Scion and then he just plays Cho. And it's like, all right, maybe it's fucking stupid to ban Orn versus him. There's always another tank he can grab. You know, like, I think they are slightly more difficult to know what to do against um, in draft. And I think they know the, the way that they want to play. I don't love when teams in North America, especially top teams, just go for like this, like, we're going to generally try and outscale you and pick team fighting. Uh, and weak side top, and we're just going to ignore that, like that's that lane basically. I, I, the top teams have done that before. I never really liked it, but I, I don't know why. But I don't mind when TSM does it. Um, maybe because I'm not expecting them to make finals, like the caller said. Um, and so when they're just like doing this to fuck teams over and pick up wins and like be like, hey, beat us, else we'll beat you. You know, like no one's like, hey, this is a world-beating roster. We want them to contend internationally for us. So like, I don't care if they're not like maybe trying to pick up new play styles and they're just doing what works for them. Um, and then, yeah, Maple's insane. He's always been, like, a really good leader for a team. And I did, like, a little thing about his history as an underdog, and he always seems to do well. Um, and so it feels like a team that knows who they are, where some teams don't, or they're failing at being who they are. <laughs> like, I think Team Liquid wants to be a really early-game aggressive team that snowballs games, but they just constantly fuck up in the mid-game. You know, <laughs> whereas, like, TSM's like... We're generally like a team fighting team, and then they do well in team fights. So I think there's a lot of reasons that TSM's good. I do think it's pretty reproducible. I don't know if they can go five and four again because, like the caller said, they did pick up some wins against teams that you might not expect them to beat. Um, but they seem good enough that it's like not that shocking. I mean, of the teams that you're kind of surprised they beat, it's basically just FlyQuest, and then the other four they can run it back against, and then maybe they instead of beating FlyQuest this time, they beat EG who trolls or something. You know, like. I think it's very possible that this team does end 10 and 8 now. Well, yeah, there you go. Mark's on your side, Ezra. Yeah, I'm not a hater. I'm like this Travis guy. And, and I think uh, just touching even on their early game a little bit, just like Boogie being this like amazing... I consider him an amazing jungle and just like... Just I, I love watching him stream and everything like that. Um, but he he just puts so much work into improving their early game, and you could see what he's doing to improve all the lanes early game and, and just that transition into the late game or mid to late game team fighting. So it, I, I don't know. I just appreciate their kind of synergy that they have ways to share up their early game. Yeah. So so I gave you my olive branch of the ten and eight. You're on crack if you think they're making finals. <laughs> I I think they really showed up last uh season in uh our last split in uh in summer and i think this is a better iteration of, of that tsm team and i think that uh i think they can pull it out in, in, in best of five games obviously i i don't know the all the all the scrims or or what's going on behind the scenes but uh i i you know as a fan i just have to have faith in that way and i'm not saying winning worlds or anything like that but yeah, I mean, I, I just am scared because a lot of the top teams in the LCS are better about playing around their top lane. Uh, not that Solo can't play weak side, but it just feels like a potential limit in draft where C9, FlyQuest, and uh, 
oh my god, I'm blanking. EG are, are willing to make a, a few more plays around the top lane with with some picks. But you know, Solo has gone against these people plenty of times. He's made finals back to back with FlyQuest, so it's not out of the picture. This could be this season's FlyQuest. Boom. This could be this season's FlyQuest. <laughs> Mark Zimmerman about TSM 2023 spring. I'll clip it and put it on Reddit. Back to back finals? You're gonna you're gonna shade that 2020 flight. I'm not, I'm not shading it. I just like the quote. I think it's very funny. It's it's uh People will misunderstand what I mean by that and yes. thinking of this season's fly. Right. Right. Uh all right. Thank you so much, Ezra, for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, of course. Shout out Alienware uh, for supporting TGI. I've been a big fan of you guys. Shout out you guys. I've been a big fan of you guys watching you guys forever now. Um and uh shout out to TSM. Uh they deserve some love even from their fan base, which is sometimes probably one of the more toxic fan bases. But um, but there's still a lot of us who love TSM and all their content creators and uh, all their streamers who, who go out and stream. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Mark, he was talking about, did I tell you the story of, of when I the, what happened when I drafted against the college kid at the like two Fridays ago or something? No, I don't think I heard this. Because he said he's been watching. He, I just was reminded of this when the caller said he's been watching us forever. I, I played in a magic draft, and I I crushed this guy. Like, I just steamrolled him in two this games. This is just like a, like a random draft at a, at a, at a, at a game store. Right? Yeah, Paper Heroes, yeah. Uh, Paper Hero Games in, uh, in Sawtell. And at the you end of it, some kid. we shake hands, and he's like, by the way, I grew up watching your videos. And I was like, didn't like that you said grow up. Uh, grew up. That's uh, makes me feel very old. Um, that was uh, that was rough, but nice guy. I can't wait till I'm seventy years old and talking to some nineteen year old while making a cake, asking you know where his hickeys are from. Dude, uh, somebody was. I can't <laughs> wait for this dystopian future. <laughs> somebody was. Uh, I was going on a hike with that you and I both know, but I will keep his identity secret. Um, but he's been around in esports forever, and he was asked. He's like, "Dude, how long until the first year's pro players end up their children end up in like the Salt League or whatever? Yeah, uh, like where's Vile Rose and and Alex Each's kids? It's like how old are they and what oh, are they doing? Shit. Are they playing? And it's like then he started making jokes about like I'm gonna be you know 45 years old interviewing." Or I guess like fifty years old, interview like JoJo Junior and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, just being this old man interviewing the uh, sons and daughters of the current pro players. It's just very funny. Um, uh, it's, so old. It's gonna be weird. All right, move on to the next caller. Anyways, <laughs> thank you to Daddy. Please spank me, and Sky the DM for the subs. Yeah, JoJo Jr. I thought was pretty good. Uh, oddest question: Do you think league will last that long? I have no idea. I didn't think it would last this long, and it's still chug chugging along. So, um, yeah, Saints tots. Where will Travis Gafford two industries? What are oh, the second? Jesus. All right, uh, Mark. No, Mark is not muted. He's just on the other channel grabbing somebody. Thank you, everybody who subs, by the way. Really appreciate your subs. They uh, do more than you expect, especially whenever a bunch of people throw primes at the channel. It's actually very significant, and it feeds my Magic the Gathering addiction. 
Uh, I won my draft yesterday. I think I said that earlier, but it felt pretty good. All right. Ventus is here. Ventus, where are you calling from? Uh, the D.C. area, Nova. D.C. area. What do you want to talk about on the show? So my take is that LCS teams are terrible at making money, and that's a huge problem. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this is where we're going. Message. Uh, so I don't know, Ventus. You you linked a tweet that I assume has since been deleted or something because you didn't. Oh no, no, that tweet. was clickbait. I just made that shit up. Oh, what the fuck! <laughs> I said I in the, I, I put in the take in parentheses. I made clickbait for this take. I said it was clickbait. To be fair, what you think? You think I can read? Hi, there's there's walls of text everywhere so in Discord. I'm the, the, he made a counterfeit FlyQuest tweet <laughs> that said, number one in the league and we still can't make money. By the way, we are dropping our content team. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I got clickbaited. And he what? said, teams are terrible about, about making money. That's a problem. Wait a minute. It says edited. I made no, – that wasn't there before, bro. You definitely edited in the I, clickbait part. No, I, I pulled you. checked the logs. I put – I made clickbait. The thing that I changed was I thought teams are terrible at making money, and that's a problem. That is the part that I changed. I put I made clickbait. I don't believe it. Take, I don't, you've, already, you've already made a fucking Photoshop to get me to take your take. You don't think – you think I'd like beyond me, you suddenly for me to think that you're – you're lying about this? You're Look, already was, a known liar. I was doing a service because this way, if Travis wants to clip this out, you know, because this is certainly a hot topic, obviously. The thumbnail's already made. I'm just saying. Travis, it's up to you if you want to take this take. Because I thought this was something. No, no, no. no. I am down, I'm down to take the take. Why don't you, well, why don't you go ahead and expand, Ventus? All right. Okay. So I have three main points. One, the ecosystem for franchising assumes that teams would figure out a way to make money and things have not seemed to get better since franchising. Um, two, there is no way teams and or sponsors are getting a return on investment for players or like, for example, Prince, if he's like 90K for like the split or something or for a year, I genuinely do not understand how prince is gonna being on FlyQuest is gonna make not even FlyQuest ninety thousand dollars but their sponsors ninety thousand dollars like i don't zero there probably for the year yeah so like there's no there's there's just no way that teams are getting or if they are getting a return on investment i feel like they're probably scamming sponsors like straight up because i just don't i just don't see it um and then the other one is that uh Speaking of like incorporating sponsors, sponsored videos and deliverables suck. And there is someone on Hundred Thieves who was on the content team. They had a twit longer or like a bunch of a, a thread talking about it, and um, they basically said that the people selling sponsors were basic or selling deliverables to sponsors were um, they just weren't really communicating that well with the content team because they they're selling so many deliverables. Um, and as soon as they said that, it made so much sense on why all, like, all LCS-sponsored content sucks. Because it's clearly not being made or sold, like, the ideas from anybody on the content team. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of communication. And if there is communication, I feel like that is a bigger problem. Was uh, it was Olivia take. who had the Twitter thread? It might be. I was. I spent like forty-five minutes trying to find it, and I could not find it. Uh, here, I'll send it to you. 
Tell me if this is it. Uh, I put it in the. We we link in this thing. I linked I linked it to Ventus on Discord. I'm just curious because if it was, then I can read. I can read. This the... looks like this looks like what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll put it in the in the Twitch chat. Um, it is. Uh, I have the exact. Um, I have the, the exact. Owen Gastaldo on Twitter, uh, who caveat has has done some work with me in the years before. She she did some contract work for me, but um, yeah, let's see. Where's the line that you were talking about? Because this was in uh, response I, I to the Digiday. I DM'd it back to you. Okay, That's yeah. The part. This this was this was the um, in response to the Digiday article. So Digiday did an article back in the first week of February where they talked about hundred thieves and. Uh, it was kind of centered around the idea of these influencer-led orgs are not actually set up for success and all of other. I, I, I've talked to some friends who worked at 100 Thieves who uh, sort of contested some stuff in that article. Um, but um, one thing that Olivia here on Twitter was saying was that um, – when I first joined 100T in 2020, the org was in a moment of skyrocketing viewership and growing in popularity outside of esports due mainly to, in part, to strategic signings in the state of the pandemic and lockdown. Everyone was home, and 100T creators were consistently streaming. This burst in growth attracted many brands and partnerships outside of the gaming space. The partnerships team was busting their asses to close deals and keep partners happy and satisfied. While partnerships were selling at such a rapid rate, they would oftentimes sell shows or concepts that had not been ever even been communicated to the content team who was responsible for the actual creation of these shows. At first, it was good financially, but eventually proved to be the death of the content department. This led to everyone lower than an executive manager title being forced to work 10 to 12 hour plus days, no overtime, oftentimes without uh, weekends or time off to make up for the number of assets sold. Um, this resulted in the content being worse because for many of us, we had little to no creative control since the content had already been sold or expectations set with brands before content or talent could approve or provide their expert opinions. Last tweet here. When the content suffers creatively and the talent hates the content they are contractually forced to do, you end up with videos that feel like cringe ads, inauthentic, and recycled, stolen directly from other creators with better numbers. Okay, so... Couple yeah, things here. Long. I'm reading all of it. This is. I gotta come back to this later. I'm. Also, I'm not gonna pay any attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, a couple things here. Uh, one worth noting that Hundred Thieves, like when they're talking about content here, there's a lot of different content that they're that she uh, or they are referencing in this thread. Mm-hmm. M- meaning, you know, Hundred T. They were creating content around Nate Shot. Nate Shot has his podcast with people, and like Courage was doing content with them, and like so they had a wide range of content that they were creating. Um, and so I don't think that necessarily Hundred Thieves is the best representative of like sponsored content and creating too much content and selling too much to sponsors. Um, I will say that it is not that difficult to go find teams, especially teams on lower. Or like the lower end and go look at their YouTube channel and see that the vast majority of the content they are either currently making or for a while we're making were sponsored videos that were not getting very many views. Um, and I think that that is somewhat relevant to what you were talking about here, which is, and we've talked about this a little bit in the past, maybe like a year ago, I think where 
teams originally created a lot of content for the sake of creating content and growing the brand. And then eventually there's a big push to monetize. And so all those content creators got pushed into creating content that was specifically made for a sponsor. And oftentimes those concepts come from the sponsor or from, you know, the partnerships team. I've had this happen before where personally, where you are approached by a brand and the brand's like, I'm trying to think of a good example or, or like a theoretical example. They're like, you know what? We are all about winning. Our brand is all about winning. We want to align our product with winning. And so we have an idea for a video where it's just players talking about things they do every day to make sure they're going to win. And then no one really thinks like, is that a good video in itself? Can you make it interesting? What does that look like? You know, like the partnerships and sales team like bundles it up. I'm not saying that this has ever happened to me in terms of uh, no, nobody has ever forced me to do content, but they bundle it up and they go sell it. And then what comes out is this like kind of awkward video where the, like the players are not super into it. The fans are not super into it. It doesn't get very many views and it just kind of sucks. Um, going a little bit off the beaten path here, but uh, to the broader topic, Ventus, of teams sucking at making money. Uh, I am somewhat sympathetic to teams, depending on the team, because if you are a terrible team and you have very boring players, there's not a lot you can do to make money other than scam sponsors. <laughs> I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say scam, but like you're reliant on getting impressions and views on this content, which is incredibly difficult to do if your team has is very boring, has no narrative around it, and is not succeeding. And that is not always the team's fault in the broadest sense. Uh, but on the other hand, you have the teams that are overspending and they're spending so much money. And to your point, like, let's say FlyQuest has... I would I would bet somewhere between a five to ten million dollar operating budget for their League of Legends team. They're probably going to get back two to three million from the LCS. Uh, maybe that number is less this year because they lost some high level sponsors. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure there's like a minimum guarantee essentially that LCS gives. Don't quote me on that, uh, but that's my vague understanding of it. And so then there's like a pretty big gap in money that they have to make up through sponsors if they want to break even. And I think it's a fair question to say is like, if they want to break even, which I don't think they probably care about right now because they just got a new buyer. But if they want to break even, how does this team go out and make five to seven and a half million dollars um, with sponsors and revenue? And that's a fair question, and I don't know the answer. I don't think that they do, right? Like, it's just not, especially in this market. I mean, we talked maybe one episode or two episodes ago about losing Grubhub um, and then pulling out of everything except for LCS. Uh, it is it is a tough market. So, yeah, teams are not great at making money. I do think that is an issue long term. I do not. I do not. Criticize the teams as much for struggling to do that as I do for other things like bouncing players in and out of the league and in and out of the, the region or just not creating any content when they go to worlds. Because I think all of us are struggling to make money 
right now. It's not that hard to make money, Travis. It really isn't. You know, like, what is uh, the the team in Academy right now with Moose Hater and all them? Fucking Duo King tweeted a picture of him playing Steam for 60 hours or something. One of the weeks they were beating people. Listen, just stop fucking scrimming. It doesn't matter. Coach, sponsored lessons by Cloud9. Sell, jack up the price, pro players. Get 80 carry lessons with Berserker. Fuck scrims. You do that eight hours a day. Five players grinding for you. You know, maybe make some guides. Stop trying to win. There's no money in winning. I mean, that's actually kind of true. Yeah. That was part of the clickbait. Um, well, I mean, I get that this might be kind of like more of a boring take, but it is actually super scary to me looking. I, I'm someone who wants to get a job in esports at some point, right? And the idea of like joining a company or joining a business and like the illusion of esports kind of being broken where it's like, oh, wow, like they're actually not making any money off or they're not profitable or anything like that it's like i feel like this is a bigger issue it's it's a more alarming issue that just never gets talked about and it's been four or five years since franchising and i don't think there's been really any effort or not effort there's there hasn't been any progress so the, the one place getting monetized. the one place where I would disagree with you and then and then you know oh, this is the type of thing I could go on about forever and Mark mm-hmm. wants me to uh, not do that so I will uh, just take for you because I, I want you to have one. I've had a couple tonight where I ramble this yeah, yeah. is your rambly one so you, you go as long as you want so the the one you area I disagree with you is else. the LCS which revenue shares back to the teams has done a tremendous job of increasing sponsorship since franchising. Uh, and they hit a bump in the road when they lost uh, Bud Light and uh, FTX and a couple of their, or I guess, State Farm and Rocket were the four that they lost. But I like if you go back and you look at like 2017, the league had like very little sponsorship whatsoever. Um, so I. I think that that has been good for the teams in particular because revenue going back has been has been good. Um, funny enough, the one area where people don't know that a ton of revenue has left the teams is in Twitch deals. Twitch used to do these very generous deals with a lot of the top teams um, to give like guaranteed revenue back to them or guaranteed money to them. And those deals uh, went away from my understanding uh, by and large. So I think that that has been actually a very significant loss of money for some of these teams but yeah ventus thank you so much for the call uh yeah i think if you want to work in esports have a backup plan because esports across the board is in a rough place it's not just a, a league you know i know esports val's booming is but fine it's thriving i'm very bullish always be bullish that's what i've learned thanks so much ventus anything you want to shout out uh, shout out Alienware. Uh, speaking about good sponsorship deals, it's insane that everybody who calls in shouts out the sponsor. Like that—that that is insane value. The amount of impressions is like, I ever. I'm trying to buy a computer right now, and I feel like I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to get an Alienware just because I hear it every single week for like two years straight. Um, 
So shout out to them. Uh, shout out to NA Men. Um, and oh, is that the new C nine mid laner? Uh, I don't know if I, I mispronounced them. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's just a bad joke. Anyway, uh, thank you, Ventus, for the call. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. Did you get it, Mark? No, I was uh, talking to someone in Discord about trying to get another caller. Anyways, next one. Vince, or Mark is looking for anybody to call in and and talk about this Venn stuff. I noticed he's, try, he's trying to seed that into the, the subtopics channel. Uh, thank you to Tony Killer sixty nine and King Manchi for the bits. I thought it was a really good joke. MJK is here. MJK, where are you calling from? MJK, where are you calling from? Caller, oh. you, you just. I was talking to him in waiting room. Hold is on, it doing me, the weird bug? Bring him back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sometimes this happens. Hello, MJK. Okay, let's drop down. This is a weird Discord bug. MJK, we're going to go down the other room. Okay. MJK, are you here? Can you hear us? Oh, the microphone activated. We heard it for a second, MJK. It's not on you. It's Discord being terrible. Say something, MJK, please. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for this. No, you're good. Hello. Where are you calling from? You're here. I'm, I'm calling from Tunisia. From where? Tunisia? Yep. Awesome. Wow. You might be our first, first ever Tunisian caller. caller, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about oh, on the I, show? I'm not Tunisian, but, but I'm just going from it. Well, uh, I don't know which uh, take you took from, because I, I got two. Oh. The, was it the 100 one? No, it was the, uh, oh. the Dignitas Immortals oh, content one to follow up on the, uh, the conversation we were just yeah, having. Yeah. yeah. So, to follow up on that conversation. Like uh, I said, pretty straightforward. Every week uh, on the broadcast, you're doing an amazing job, by the way. <laughs> uh, Thank you. I see, you know, between games, the segments, uh, for example, the one it's called Game Over, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, you know, or the one where they were, each player asks another player a question and they try to guess the champion. Like most of these segments, I'm seeing that it's either Dignitas or Immortals. I don't remember see. I, I think I, I remember seeing a, a double lift and a Bergson one, but like well, almost the 70% of the segments were from the Dignitas, Immortals, uh, CLG. And my my take is just that uh, I'm really liking the content that they're doing with the, uh, let's say the bottom half teams and the very weak teams. Although I would pretty much appreciate it, and it would, uh, how can I say, uh, I would like it more if they, you know, get some FlyQuest players or C9 or, I mean, I like all the personalities on Dignitas and Immortals Revenges. <laughs> I don't know if he's in chat right now, but he's one hell of a player. But uh, yeah. Uh, do you want them to keep going or? Uh... No, I, I think you, you made the point quite well. I think the way you phrased it in, in your initial take too was good, where you're like, why is it Immortals and Dignitas that we're getting this kind of content from and, and not some of the top teams? Like they should be the ones, like, and not even just the ones that Riot produces, but the players themselves and the, the orgs. Like Dignitas does their post-match thread. Like why is 
not everyone copying that. It's relatively successful piece of content from a team that's getting shit on, <laughs> you know, like with players who do not have yeah, huge exactly. brands. Like I, I, I can't imagine that post-match thread should not be copied by every team that's like kind of winning to get their players reacting to Reddit and stuff like that. Like that's what I do. It's like easy content to like interact with the community and, and respond to comments. Uh, Revenge is doing his vlogs, you know, like a lot of these people feel like they're putting in the work and I'm like, why, why isn't, yeah, why isn't 100 Thieves or, or C9 or EG making these? Because they fired exactly. all their content teams. Sorry. No, I was just making a joke. Go ahead, MJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to follow up on Mark. So, yeah, exactly. Why isn't 100 Thieves doing this? You know, 100 Thieves. Uh, the, not the super team, I'm naming. The, the team with the most glorified MVPs in the league. Bergson and Dublin. I mean, you literally can't get better goats than these two. And uh, C9, we got Fudge, we got Dabber, we got Sven. <laughs> Everyone's loving him on uh, the casting and uh, on the dive episode. I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade on anyone, on any player, any org. I'm just, uh, you know, just a simple question. I'm trying to find out why are they not focusing? Is it on the team's part or is it on the production part? So a couple things. Doublelift does, this is not Hunter T, but Doublelift does do VOD reviews of his own games. And Numi yeah, yeah, pointed yeah, out Numi pointed out that FlyQuest has been doing VOD reviews of his stuff on Twitch, which I think is cool. But uh, I think it is it is a fair question. I, yeah, I think, Mark, doesn't FlyQuest put them out on Twitter? I think FlyQuest puts out Sorry, their... May I jump in? Go ahead. No. Okay. In my take, I was talking about the uh, LCS. You're talking about the LCS about stuff. The no, I'm not, I'm not. I know that the. I mean, I don't. I don't see any other. I, I see that the WF boards of every game. He goes home and he streams it and everything. But I was just mainly focusing on uh, the broadcast. The broadcast is showing the Immortals and Dig uh, content. Okay. The, uh, Counterpoint, uh, though, MJK. They did a game on with C9, like right before they did the game on with Hunter T. Like I know you said yeah. you like the game on show, and they did it with Dig, and they I think they released one with Dig, and then maybe one with Immortals. Uh, yeah, Immortals and TSM. But then they also recently yeah. released one with C9 and with Hunter T. Those are top teams. They did learn Korean with Prince and Vikla, which is uh, obviously FlyQuest is a top team. Now that was on the broadcast, not something that was like pre-recorded. But it was pre-recorded. Oh well, sorry. I, it it's not pre-recorded. Like Game oh, On yeah. was produced at Asset Day, and it's like a edited show. Whereas like Learn Korean with Prince and Vikla is more. It feels more broadcasty, right? You know what I mean, Mark? Yeah, I think um, to this point, like there's a bit of bias actually towards winning teams, though it might not be immediately obvious. Um, in the sense that there's a couple different groups of people who make content for the broadcast. Not all of them are the broadcast team. Um, there's like features and uh, studio team. Like there's a couple teams, right? But for us, we usually get to make content with the team that wins. It's much harder to ask someone after a loss to come on, not just on an emotional perspective, but like what fans are kind of programmed to expect. You expect to see the winning team's player. Um, so there's a bit of bias to like, when you have an opportunity to record something with one of the worst teams, you really try to make sure that you, you get that chance because who knows how many opportunities you're going to get. Um, and so that that's why sometimes you might see a little bit more of the pre-recorded stuff with some of these other teams because, you know, we're trying to get it out while 
you know, their season's still alive. Um, uh, but you also will see over the course of the split, I think, more stuff from the big teams. Uh, we've done a lot of VOD reviews, for example, with FlyQuest because they've won a lot. Um, same way with like C9 content. I think we've had Fudge on a ton. I think we've had Vulcan on a ton. Uh, we've recorded stuff with some of these guys that hasn't come out yet uh, and should soon, hopefully. Um, so like we we do want to. <laughs> Zex Trap is saying something very funny in Twitch chat, which I'll respond to in a second. Um, but the uh, there's a lot of stuff um, that I think we are trying to do. It doesn't always uh, come out. And that's why I thought initially you were saying that um, it was more about the team content side um, and not the LCS side because uh, maybe it's my own bias of working on the product and seeing this stuff, but it's not coming through on broadcast exactly. But yeah, generally speaking, the, the teams that do win more will get more opportunities on the broadcast. That, that is, a, I mean, that's absolutely correct. But uh, yeah, on, 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 your, on your point, uh, I don't know, most of the uh, winning team, the top teams, 100 teams and the C9 team, okay, not team liquid. <laughs> uh, most of the top teams were, uh, are, are doing a lot of content, are producing a lot of content, and they're posting it on YouTube, Twitter, etc. But uh, I don't think they're doing to the degree which uh, Immortals or uh, Dignitas are doing. Yeah, so you're, you're absolutely correct about that. And uh, I wish I could see a lot more content. I mean, if you exclude the WF votes, I haven't seen, haven't seen shit from 100 Thieves, and they are my favorite team. So. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, the 100 Thieves content uh, drought has been very depressing, and it, it started last, like when they started laying off their content team last year. So I'm right there with you, MJK. I think it's very reasonable for you to be disappointed there. Uh, the, the only yeah, other thing even, I will say... Fly okay, ones. Hold on, I'll, I want to just throw out the FlyQuest ones. I had to scroll so fucking far to find these. They are, like, buried in a deluge of Twitter content, which, like, I'm not flaming them for, but, like, no Sounds offense, I don't flaming. follow... I don't follow JMook. I'm sorry, I don't care about a lot of the things you're tweeting about FlyQuest Twitter, and it just gets drowned out. And when I finally did find it, it's, like, a minute and a half and they're just like standing outside and it's like clearly social content whereas the the dignitas one is like not social like it's it's youtube content so like yeah this stuff is harder to put on broadcast and, and highlight when it looks like this uh, and not saying it's bad but i'm just saying like this is this is different content we can't use this quite as easily um for a lot of reasons uh exactly you got you yeah sorry no, no, no. I, I think I think you're you're right, MJK, to be frustrated by that. I will also just say that, by the way, just because you don't see players oftentimes on the broadcast does not always mean that it's the broadcast fault. Uh, Mark probably won't say this, but like some teams and some players just refuse to participate. You know, like they ego out on it, or like the management's like, oh no, we don't need to worry about that, or whatever. And um, and I think that that. So I would not always jump to say that it's the broadcast fault because. You just have teams that don't always participate. Or maybe some players was just, uh, I don't know, I mean, pussy out or something. Yes. <laughs> Not calling anyone. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, MJK, for calling in. Uh, again, really cool to have somebody from Tunisia calling into the show. That's awesome. Uh, what do you, anything you want to shout out as we say goodbye? Well, Alienware and Grubhub, first of all. And both of you. Travis and Mark, I've been an avid watcher of Hotline League and an avid listening. Uh, I haven't, I have been watching the SCS since the 2017 summer, and I haven't missed a single fucking game. 
I'm a huge NA Let's fan. Go. And uh, I, I, mean, I literally can tell you everything about every game since 2017, and I haven't missed a single show from both of you. Uh, and this is this is like my second or third time that I watch it live. I usually always watch it uh, or listen to it while I'm going to work on a bus or something. And I always try to get on the show. I was about to sleep. It's fucking five. It's almost six a.m. Actually, <laughs> I need to go study in about two hours, and I need and I got a night shift later. So, <laughs> you, anyway, oh my god, just, dude, no, you're, no, no. Uh, you're awesome. Uh, Please try and call in again in the future. It was super cool to have you on. Yeah, definitely you know, get some sleep mistaken. before all that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sleep before the guilt list. So, uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, I was about to sleep, but when you pulled me in, I was say, fuck that. I'm staying <laughs> in this whole shit. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you for doing that. So and if you, get call, if you get pulled in the future, feel free to let us know that you need to go to sleep soon so we can try to prioritize you. I so. mean... I'm, going, I'm not Mahmoud from Iraq, so no need to prioritize it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a throwback. Uh, my uh, amateur team, by the way. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, MJK. We'll, we'll hopefully have you on again in the future. Thank you so much. Uh, can I add just one more shout-out? Yes. One more small. Yes. There is a Tunisian challenger player called uh, Ali Galul. He is now the academy coach of Evil Geniuses. So big shout out to him. Nice. And a shout out to my best friend. He's streaming on Twitch TV slash Sparky So Good. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's funny. I have uh, a person who I follow who does a bunch of coverage of that scene and I think has interviewed... Tunisia players. I'm trying to find uh, her handle right now because I thought it's really cool to follow her and just sort of see what they're doing in that area of the world. But I can't find it at the moment. Either way, uh, Man, I'm I'm glad we made that work because when I initially pulled him in, his like mic wasn't working in the waiting room. He had to leave and come back. Then the then Discord was trolling us. But best call of the night. Yes. No. Definitely. I thought that was super super cool. Uh, all right. Should we go on to we go back our to last? The other? Last caller. Should we go back to the other? Eh, it doesn't matter. Hello. Hey, typical Timber. I didn't even mic check him. I know he's here. <laughs> yes, I am. Hello, Timber. Where are you calling from? I am calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, I want to talk about, I think that this round robin, like the completed round robin, has proven that Team Liquid needs to drastically change their upper management, specifically the people building the teams. Oh, boy. Okay. Go ahead and expand. Well, I think we've seen a pattern for several years now, even, like, heck, going all the way back to when they, you know, brought on the Korean players way back in the day after the curse change, um, where their entire team-building strategy has been just, like, get the most expensive, biggest-name players and just as many of them as they can. Um, and it obviously it worked out for a bit there with, you know, the double lift core JJ-centric rosters. Uh, but since then, I feel like the team has just kind of progressively gotten worse and worse. And I think players like Pioshik, who, you know, I, I'm sure he's a great player, but I just don't see why he was brought to NA uh, and specifically put on that team or same with Summit. Um, I just think they were kind of big name signings and that's why they got signed. Mark, are you talking about t uh, Team Liquid at all in the blame game this week? 
Nope, I am not. What do you think of Pioshek and Summit's performance? Uh, not good. <laughs> I, I've talked a lot about Summit. I said I was going to stop talking about him in the blame game, specifically because like he's always going to do something that you can talk about. Um, he's, he's insanely talented, um, but he also does things that lose you games. And Pioshek is... Uh, good. Someone made a comment on Reddit. I forget. I didn't. I should have wrote down who said it. But they, they were like, you know, Pioshik can help help raise your team's skill ceiling, but he won't raise its floor in the sense that like um, he's a good player who can like carry games on carry picks, but he's not like this like insanely fundamentally sound shot calling beast who's just gonna like guide your team to victory or something. And so I think like to the caller's point, these players are good. I'm not ready to write them off after just a half split yet. Um, I'm not ready to call. I'm not ready to punt the team like this. I'm not ready to say I was wrong about this team. I'm still a believer. Their early games are insane. Um, even these games that they're throwing this weekend, which were terrible, they still had leads in a lot of them. Their bot lane, people flame Core JJ. Holy shit, watch Core JJ play lane. Like they're getting 2v2 kills all the time. Their early game, the reason that Team Liquid is so painful to watch or like so upsetting, I guess, to watch is because they actually could be a good team. Because they do have these moments where they get two to five k gold leads, um, and then they they throw in the mid to late game. Um, you know, like that Thresh game, I like Core JJ was so good, and then just like they just don't kill the Aurelia. <laughs> like they kind of start being like, oh, someone else will finish her off, and they never finish her off, and then like Dokla gets this insane reset and then takes over the game. You know, like there's these kinds of things where the team just doesn't work as as a team currently, or like people start making individual mistakes and they have no idea how to stop the bleeding. Jack did a, a breakdown of that where like you know one person walks too far forward or they're not marking the right person on the flank one person dies and people start going in um like they are a good team and i still believe that they can get there but they're just not there yet um and so like i'm not 100 ready to sell the farm on the summit pioshik angle but i i do agree that it's not a good look <laughs> as zven would say right now um the only piece that seems to like largely be working is Yon and Core JJ. Uh, they, they are legitimately good, and a lot of their advantages come from their laning and then Summit's laning. Pioshek had an incredible game this week in terms of, like, getting leads on the Elise, and then, like, he just permanently flanked the whole time, and everyone's like, oh, what else is he supposed to do? And it's like, shoot cocoons at frontline and just help peel and stuff like that. You know, like, Elise can play that way. It's not ideal. You know, if you can, like, 1v9 backline with other divers and shit, like, sure, but... You know, I look at some of those situations. I'm like, you just play this more normal, guys. I don't know. Jan yeah. is good. Jan is good. Literally everyone who talks about Jan says he's good. No one has a bad thing to really say about Jan. Uh, yeah. Watch the power, I, the, the tier list videos we've done. Watch Double Lift talking about him. Everyone says Jan is good. He 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 ints team fights as a rookie will do sometimes. Um, but he's in his he's in his first nine games as an LCS player. Like, go look at some of like. Vikla's earliest games or some of these guys like yeah people troll too a little bit it's, it's not the end of the world um and i'm much happier to see a player like him able to get and generate his own leads and potentially snowball than him just like coming and try to avoid making mistakes yeah I, I agree i think jan is a great player but kind of to my point jan is like one of the only players that is not a big signing you know what i mean like he's not the yeah, the big money player on the team. No, that was uh to, to be fair to you, that was more of a reaction to what Twitch chat was saying when I said Jan was good and this team has potential. Uh, yeah. Your point is is different, which is like just stop signing the biggest names and like 
like there's there's a version of this team because it's like oh they all speak Korean, you know right? And that's like kind of the big selling point is like we can all get on the same page. There's also like, well, Jan, Harry, and Core can also speak English, so you could have just, <laughs> you know, done something different with the roster as well, like kept Santorin, I don't know, do something else, you know, like that that could have worked as well. So like you know, keep Whippo topside, you know, and like I don't know, maybe maybe that's not the the roster people want, but. There's there's other ways you could have built this roster with the two rookies. Harry isn't from NA. Harry is fucking Osh, guys. He's a, he's not. He doesn't take up a slot. Is Summit the player that still I still not know? How do people still not know this team's like identity? Yeah, I tried. <laughs> I've tried. I did interviews with them and done a lot to try to do this. Yeah, Summit is the player who I said has not kept a team. Like he was on li- sand live sandbox. For a year, then Cloud Nine for a split, then FPX for a split. Now, like, I don't know. I'm a. I I don't think that this is a sign that like Team Liquid's upper management needs to be changed out as dramatic as as that statement is, because this is also the same upper management that brought them huge back-to-back wins. But I wish they did not have Summit and Pioshik on this team because I think it's a lot harder to justify their poor performance with those guys there. And they kind of gave that speech or no, it wasn't, there was like two layers of it. Like one, you had Steve come out and basically be like, yeah, we're no longer going to spend to be the, the biggest or people, we're no longer going to do the biggest spending. And then, and people are like, oh, that means they're going to go like rookie development, you know, EG style, blah, blah, blah. And, and they obviously have with Harry and Jan, but like, it's very distracting when you have Pioshik who just won worlds and Summit on the other side yeah, of it was, the map. It felt like an opportunity presented itself and Steve lunged at it, you know, like went back to his old ways a little. Because, um, you, I don't know, you could have just tried bringing in Bradley and Santorin or Armeo if you want to go like super cheap route and basically keep the majority of Team Liquid Academy together. You know, part of it is also wondering, I guess, what Core JJ wants. Assuming that he's like your franchise player, you're, you're acquiescing to him a little bit. Um, so, I it might not all be upper management to Travis's point. You know, you, a correction by the way. That? Earlier, I said that Summit had only been on Sandbox for a year, but he was on Sandbox Gaming for two years, and then that became Live Sandbox, and so I just didn't notice the uh, the name change. Um, sorry, go ahead, Typical Timber. Do you guys think that the uh, signing of Summit is similar to the signing of Alfari? In what way? Both have track records of, you know, kind of being the toxic top laner. You know, hard carry. If you don't carry, like, play around me, then I'm just going to int. I, I don't Summit's think Summit has a... that much of a reputation for that. Okay, fair enough. I, I only he, really saw him on his... Cloud9, so... His playstyle is kind of uh, tr- troll, I guess, and I think he might have clashed personality-wise. But like, I don't think there's a long history of people saying Summit is um, toxic or anything like that. Um, I just think that probably the team wanted him to do something else, and he didn't see the game the same way. Which is, I think, a different kind of clash than people who um, just can't help put their foot in their mouth or something like that. Which I, I don't, I don't think I really heard that from Summit. Yeah. Thanks so much, Timber, for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, of course, got to shout out Alienware. And I'm going to shout out my uh, fiance uh, for watching every LCS game with me. 
Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Anyway, imagine having a fiance. Can't ah. can't can't even imagine what that would be like. What a what kind of guy has a fiance? Travis, what would you do if your uh, fiance was like, "Hey, don't go out to magic quite so much. I want you to stay home more. I want to hang out with you more." Uh, it off, wouldn't you? I mean, it depends on how what we're doing when we're hanging out. You know, are we? Doing something that's enjoyable, or am I just sitting there? You know, I think I would probably say, "Can I teach Sorry, you how to play you're, magic?" You're less interesting than magic. I've got to go. <laughs> is that somebody said that in chat? Or <laughs> no, that's just what you said. Like, if, if my fiance is not as interesting as magic, I'm leaving. No, no, it's what are we doing? You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I would probably try to teach her magic, and if she's not as into it, that's fine. But. Uh, I def. I guess if I if I had a fiance, I can't imagine I would be playing magic as much as I do now. I will say that, but I don't have a fiance. If anybody's looking to be my fiance, bachelor uh, life, hit me up because uh, you know Sam's got a girl over. And, uh, <laughs> Peter Dunn says in chat, playing magic with your partner is horrific. Really? I, I can I can believe that. Yeah, if you're just like flaming the shit out of each other. Like... No, Sherman and Molly play magic all the time. Molly convinced actually it's super cool. Molly convinced Sherman to to build like a modern deck and like when I want to play magic with Sherman and Molly, I go to Molly first because she's always like yes. Yeah, she's instantly like let's go. It's very funny. I don't know if Sherman's still here, but if you're in the chat Sherman, I know what's up. All right. Uh let's see. I think that's a show. Mark Zimmerman, what do you got for us? Uh, blame game tomorrow. The dive is delayed by a day because we're recording it tomorrow. Uh, should be a fun dive episode. We have a special thing we're going to do for it. Um, other than that, I don't think anything. Nothing at all. Well, I will say this. I, I think I'm about to release my favorite or second favorite surprise test this week. And I will air it on stream immediately after the show. So it comes out, it'll come out tomorrow, but I think it'll come out tomorrow, but everyone should stick around because it's going to be really good. Um, I think that is it. Is there anything else I need to shout out? No, I'm getting ready. I have so are you many. Gonna, are you going to preview it? What do you mean? You're, you're a surprise test after the show. Cause usually you do. That. That's what I just said. Oh, I'm not listening. All right. Get me out of here. Go next fast. I'm sorry. Hang I out. hate people do that. I, in, in, in meetings, people do that sometimes, and I try really hard not to be that guy. Get it together. All right, everybody, this has been Hotline League. We'll see you all next week.